You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Oh, it's bloody easy, isn't it, this Premier League lock? <laughs> so easy. Yeah, well, before we start, first I'd like to say how well Mason Mann's done. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was... Um, you don't expect it there. You don't expect to kind of canter into a three-goal lead and when it does happen. I know I was trying to kind of urge you to stop jinxing it, wasn't I? Um, yeah, older, older fans will remember when we blew a three-goal lead. Uh, against Leicester a long time ago when Brian Little was the manager. So that always haunts me, that does. You know, I think Villain would need to be 5-0 up before I'd be completely secure. But it was fairly straightforward, wasn't it? And it gives you encouragement yeah. not only that, that Villa can hopefully be that step above the bottom three this season, that kind of comfortable cushion. But on the evidence of Fulham, it looks like they're, they've already kind of nailed, nailed down one of the slots, doesn't it? You know, three games in. Um, yeah, I think the, I think before the season start, we both had Fulham to finish in the bottom three, possibly even finish bottom. And if you're looking at relegation candidates, Fulham are, are look look a certainty, and Villa look the total opposite. We were very good tonight, as much as they were rubbish. We still play some great football at times there. Yeah, I mean Jack Grealish, you know, I don't even think he was uh, he was good, but he wasn't at his best again. I've run out of superlatives. We might have the, the the close control, you know. Oh, that run as well. From just the halfway line. Like, like the way he dribbles the ball down the touchline, I think there's absolutely no space there. Um, <laughs> you know, he's the first, I think we thought we saw signs of John McGinn being back yeah, as yeah. well. Um, I thought, you know, obviously, the, I thought the ball for, for the first goal was, was an absolute peach. Um, we just, they just look like they've got a, a they're not only going to. Yeah, well, I suppose it is a swagger. I mean, it's full of away, isn't it? So, it's kind of worth caution. <laughs> yeah, but you can only beat what's in front of you. Villa of old would have gone there and not been as positive, and, and that might have been a bit more difficult. We've gone there and took an early lead and dominated. Yeah, and I, I just wonder, you know, don't want to get too carried away, says the man who just tweeted a, a, a picture of the league table. With Villa, <laughs> Villa sat in fourth, you know. Oh, lovely. Um, but I think this is probably... And it was Fulham. But this is probably the evolution that, that Dean Smith wanted. I think probably last season when Villa had to try and adopt a pragmatic approach and bottle games up, although that didn't work particularly well, did it? Uh, I think that probably went against his natural instincts. I think what we've seen tonight, albeit against Fulham, uh, is a little yeah, bit more... Can we just preface the title of this podcast with it was against Fulham, so we don't have to keep saying it for every point we make. That's it, yeah. So... Um, I think that's that's more more in keeping with the way he wants to play. He wants to have a little bit more flair on the pitch, uh, and I think you know oh, he hasn't scored again. He hasn't scored in the Premier League yet, although it's only two games. But I really like Ollie Watkins. Yeah, I think, you know, I just think he, he chases lost causes. You know, he's competitive in the air, uses the ball well. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he is going to score in the Premier League. Um, but what what are we now is that. Four games, four wins. This yeah, two of them in the cup. Also, only one goal conceded as well. That that early goal against Burton Albion that made us all go, oh, "Here we go, classic Villa." Since then, the second minute of Burton Albion, it's it, we've not we've oh yeah we've played the rest of that game scoring three, one 0 against Sheffield United with a clean sheet, a three 0 again against Bristol City, and a three 0 again tonight. Yes, yeah, so is this new Aston Villa? Ten goals scored, one conceded in four. Yeah, let's hope that we're. Um... 
and when we kind of putting together a, a series of these videos at the end of the season, let's hope this momentum building rather than us just yeah. getting carried away. Uh, I'm referring back to the good old days of uh, September 2020. Um, Do you remember that, pre- that um, start of the season under Paul Lambert? Me and my dad were talking about this during the game. I think we had 10 points after the first four league games that year and then lost like seven in a row or something. It's like, yeah, we don't want to do that though. I remember that, yeah. That was like when Senderos, Senderos and Villar were hailed as the, uh, yeah. the new defensive meme machine, wasn't it? And uh, I think Paul Lambert and Gabby Abonahar both got four-year contracts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Aces <laughs> of, of winning at Anfield, I think, and a couple of other results, winning at Stoke. Um, but yeah, we'll take it, won't we? I mean, I, I think the, the Sky, Sky still do their bit about putting a depressing stat on towards the end, saying so it was Villa's first clean sheet. yeah. Whenever, September, yeah, I think it's February 2016 or something like that. Oh. Yeah, I saw that February 2016, and I was thinking, hang on, I wasn't, I was working away, so I wasn't really listening as they were chatting. And I was thinking, we must have had a clean sheet in the championship at some point away, like that can't be right. And it's like, oh, yeah, in the Premier League, it's like, oh, we've only played one season back in the Premier League since 2016, so it's not four years since our clean sheet, is it? We were out of the league for three of those. Yes, last year was bad that we didn't get one, but it's a, a season of no away clean sheets, not four years' worth. Typical Sky upsetting our big night out with um, uh, pressing stats. Mind you, Alan Smith was better today. I don't think he <laughs> do you think? Fulham to win. I liked how um, for that Emmy Martinez save, he was like, oh, that, uh, Fulham have hit the bar. And then he's like, oh, Emmy Martinez might have got a finger to it. He basically got his old palm to it, mate. Yeah. Come on. Give us some credit, Alan. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, there's a good comment I just wanted to refer to, but it's gone now. Hang on a minute, where is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Collie Lee says, at last, a, a looking better outfit. Uh, I've assumed he or she is referring to the, the great shirt choices we both picked tonight. That's a snazzy-looking jacket you've got on. Do you know how, how old this is? You can see the mould on the badge. <laughs> Where's my badge? It's got is a that, bit mouldy. Is that an original from, from the era? What, what is this? Late, that, yeah, I won't be able late to 80s, it. is it? I reckon it's 92, something like that. And I'm sure there's okay. some villa training where leisure wear aficionados and know exactly that. But uh, it's got that musty smell again, like Kirk <laughs> Fuse. <laughs> You're allowed to wash your clothes, mate. Just because they're old, it doesn't mean you don't have to stop washing them. Nah, don't bother, don't bother with all that. I don't want it to shrink. Do I have to kind of crow uh, on the pop point. into it anyway? Yeah, I good point. I can't fit into many outfits that the 14-year-old me would have worn back <laughs> Literally, someone has just said, not not much related, but what year is that top from? So the comments are a little bit behind our chat. So, uh, Paula, you'll get your answer in a moment. If anyone's got a question, by the way, then we're happy to take them. Uh, you can kind of set the agenda for the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Uh, there's a lot of people saying how well Matty Cash did. What did you think of him? Yeah, I like him. I like him. He's, um, I've said this before, haven't we? He's very physical and, and mobile. Um, and... You know, he, he, he's got a little, he, he's, he's got a bit of pace about him. The, the Villa back four seem to be fairly athletic. Yeah, yeah. Speed, you know that. You know, it helps if they're not doing last last ditch tackles and throwing themselves in, in front of blocks. But good thing is when they're not set and when they are caught out, there's normally somebody who can come along and clear up the mess. Um, and I think Cash Cash did that a couple of times, didn't he? By by moving across to to cover concert. Um, so yeah, they, they they look very mobile. It's all going a bit too well for me, Dan. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, it almost went wrong with the uh, the goal that Fulham scored that didn't. The, the uh, Martinez, uh, I don't know what he did. I don't know whether he was just slightly distracted by Mings going for it, and it, just, it wasn't great, was it? That yeah, I'm glad we got away with that one. Yeah, well, like I said, he, he's barely other than that. He's barely put a foot or a hand wrong. So I think I think I think it was probably the foul that happened in his eye line. Yeah, perhaps. Um, that put him off anyway. So I'm glad that uh, Mitrovic got pulled up for that. 
But what you laughing at? It's a great question. I said ask for questions, so I'm not surprised that people send in silly things. But I mean, this is what this podcast is all about. Christos says, "Oh, hang on a sec, it's gone." Christos says, "How long has Matt been bald?" Serious question. It just as I went out of the corner, I was like, "Oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that?" And then that one made me laugh. How long have you been bald, Matt? I was born bald. <laughs> I've seen pictures of you with hair. You had a good hair, head of hair as a kid. Yeah, I had hair for about probably 17, 18 years. And then oh. since then, it's, it's, all, uh, it's all disappeared. But yeah, sorry to um, no, have to next time. I'm not one to talk about hair, hair. This hairline is getting further and further back as the as the months roll by. So we'll move away from hair. Um, Nathan says, what kind of impact do you think uh, Craig Shakespeare's had? Is it too early to say that new coaches and Villa look better? Difficult to say, isn't it? Because we don't really have any insight yet into exactly what he does. Um, I think we, we said this at the time. I think this was said this at the time when we were calling for him to be appointed before Dean Smith took our advice and appointed him. But I think <laughs> it was the case that not only did Villa need to adapt and improve the, the players by by recruiting better players or, or different players, but they also needed to vary up the coaching and bring something a bit fresh, fresh yeah. through the door. Um, I mean, I'm sure Shag- Craig-, Craig Shakespeare would probably love to claim it as his, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it was just I think it was just bringing bringing something fresh in, um, and so far Villa Villa seemed to seem to be reaping the rewards. Yeah, it's nice as well that you know obviously there wasn't much of a gap was there between last season and this season that we've still been able to continue that form. Again, we still look defensively pretty solid and yes it's only Fulham um, but there was the Sheffield United guy as well yes they only had 10 men for 80 minutes but still it's clean sheets isn't it and that's you know we've got to take what you can get Villa have not had clean sheets uh, for, for a while Villa have not been good defensively for a while so let's go in it while we can we've got to play Liverpool next so <laughs> that might not last much longer yeah listen I'm not trying to kind of do down Villa's achievement six points from the first couple of games um I think somebody was saying, was it the commentators were saying it took eight games to get the, the second win? Um, I did wonder. Uh, yeah, I haven't checked the stats. I know that obviously we lost the first two games of last season in Tottenham and Bournemouth. So we're six points better off than we were this time last season. So six points done, 34 more to go, at least. Yeah, I think, um, I, just, I said before the game, it's one of the best away days as well, Fulham. Probably not on a... On a Monday night at quarter two, quarter six, one would have been the easiest commute if, it, if we were in normal circumstances. But it wouldn't be great, you know. I was thinking this today, and I know I'm kind of saying something that's not going to be possible until we get rid of the second, third, fourth wave of, of COVID and stuff. But Jack Grealish, I really, really want to go back into a football yeah. and and see him play and. He'd been given a five-year contract, so that that gives us gives us a better chance of going to see him. But it's so frustrating, isn't it? So frustrating when when the winning games and we we can't be there to to witness it. Not that I've probably been at Fulham away anyway, to be honest. I, I was going to say though, would you rather be back in stadiums and Villa not be as good, or we stay away from stadiums and Villa keep winning? Maybe the fans are the curse. Probably if we could go back in for the you know for the title decider, that <laughs> one game only. Oh, the FA Cup final. Yeah, that'd be fine. But um, Villa, I'll, I'll take Villa winning for now. To yeah, be honest, and hope they kind of ease us back in gently. What, what do you? While well, well, on the subject of that, um, obviously they're not issuing season tickets this year. That decision has now been has now been made, and it's going to you know. If the the restrictions are eased, I think they're going to do it by ballot. 
of the yeah. existing season ticket holders or last season season ticket holders. Do you think that that seems to be the, the kind of fairest course of action? Oh God, I wasn't expecting this line of questioning tonight when I sat down for Facebook Live. You don't normally do any proper work. Um, yeah, I think it probably is, isn't it? I think if the you could probably rule out a certain um, demographic of the fan base with the restrictions on age and stuff like that, so that would rule out a few people automatically, which again maybe isn't fair, but makes sense in terms of you know the older people are more at risk. So obviously, I used to go with my my dad and my granddad. My granddad would probably be automatically ruled out just to because of his age. So that's one less person who can get a ticket. Um, yeah, I don't know. I suppose if you've already been, if you'd already got the season ticket last season, you should get some kind of priority. But I don't know. I wonder whether there's people who, even if they do have the chance to go, would would turn it down. Do you know what I mean? Would people think, well, I, I could in theory go, but I'm, I still don't quite feel safe, and I, I'm not going to bother. Would you go if you could? Probably. Um, yes, <laughs> I'd probably have your granddad's ticket to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> The age is probably quite similar. Um, I don't know. The thing is, it's it's how many people. I know we're going a bit off topic here, but it's how many people would be allowed in as well. Because yeah. to me, would kind of three thousand Villa fans rattling around inside Villa Park? Would that be? I suppose you'd like to be there because you're there, but it's not the same, is it? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the same as the good old days for a while. So it's either you take three or four thousand or ten thousand or nothing. Some people might just say, "Yeah, well, if it can't be forty-two thousand, then let's just keep it at nothing." That's the that's the fairest way of doing it. It's either everybody or nobody. Um, but I don't know. Thankfully, we don't have to make these important decisions. Okay. Um, there's a few comments coming in about uh, Trezor Gay. Um, <laughs> sorry, through <laughs> these comments, someone says that you've lost weight and wants to know what oh. your what, what your regime is. <laughs> That's very surprising because actually, I mean, I don't want to come forward with you, but being as Anne from Slimming World, I've not spoken to her for a few months. <laughs> I put on a stone during lockdown. Uh, I, have, I have started playing five side again last night. So, uh, Ooh, what position do you play? If you play, if you play centre back, if you play centre back, you might get a game for Fulham. No, I play goal hanger. Um, so just yeah, just kind of, I've got a kind of a circle of about ten yards that I kind of move. <laughs> gradually um but yeah thank you for that whoever said i've lost weight so that will encourage me to keep stuffing my face without <laughs> consequence Cheers for that all you gotta do mate is just wear baggier clothes and then it looks like you've lost a bit of weight that jacket looks nice and baggy so you, oh you look like you've lost weight matt what maybe wear the clothes when i was 16 rather than the clothes <laughs> when i was 14 that, yeah that yeah maybe uh, so anyway as i was 16 wait 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 go on, go on, go on. when i was 16 would probably be I was a bit of a kind of a grebo, so a bit like tie-dye kind of wonder stuff t-shirts and, uh, you know, kind of combats and big kind of Dr. Martins and stuff like that. So Nipple piercings. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, what kind of era would that have been for Villa when you were 16? What we're talking, is that mid-90s? Yeah, 94, mate, the glory. Um, the, yeah, the, yeah we, we, we'd have been competitive back then. A bit like this season, you know, when we competed <laughs> for the top four and won a trophy, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, nice. I wasn't even born then. That's how young I am. Only just though. Only just. I'm not 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 that young. Um, right. Where was I? Trezor guy. Few people saying he was he was a different level tonight. Much better than he was uh, last year. Did well off the ball. Tracked back well. Seems up for it this season. Do you think that's a case of knowing that he's got direct competition breathing down his neck at last in uh, in Bertrand Trowro? I think so. Potentially, with respect to El Ghazi. You know, they've been kind of much much of a muchness, haven't they? Him and Trezeguet, although Trezeguet obviously came good a couple of goals towards the end of last season. But I think it has it has raised the game and, and lifted the standard now with Troy right there. Um, 
Yeah, it, 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 it's exactly what we what we said, didn't we? Kind of last the, the summer recruitment was meant to hopefully mean that people who were the starters last season who weren't quite at it either then became substitutes or raised their game. Yeah, and that's what's happened. Um, you know, he's raised his game. I don't with Trezeguet, and people will have listened to me slag Trezeguet off <laughs> many times. But I don't think with Trezeguet it's a lack of effort. I think he's always... Uh, no, I don't think he's ever that with any of them. around, isn't he? Uh, I think sometimes a lack of quality. But, uh, yeah, I think he. Um, I think it's been a welcome kick up the backside and, and, and long may it continue. Yeah, totally agree. I'm just reading some of these comments now. We don't... Um, you know, when we try and keep it a little bit more structured, we don't extend to go to the comments so often, but there's a few good ones coming in tonight. There's a great one here from Adam, who's clearly a first-time viewer who stumbled upon us for the first time and says, let's talk about the villa, not what you've been eating. Adam, you're in the wrong place, mate. This is this is what we do. Villa rarely gets a mention on the podcast, um, but we try and keep it where we can. Um, John McGinn, talk to me about John McGinn because literally last week we're always pretty much a week behind with these kind of things. We're sitting here going, "Oh well, we need to be patient with his fitness, and he doesn't quite look the same." And then all of a sudden tonight, he's doing roulettes and looks like the old McGinn back. Oh, that little three sixty spin that he did! Lovely that was. Wow. Is there a wow. name for that? I, I, I didn't see it at the, at the time live. I seen it on the replay and my dad said about, oh, I'd done this turn. I was like, oh, is it a Cruyff turn? He was like, no, he's like, I don't know what you call it. I was like, it's like a roulette. Is that the word you call for it? A 360, a roulette? Yeah, it's like a pirouette, isn't it? Yeah, is there a player? Someone says someone said McGinn Zidane spin. Is that a thing, Zidane spin? I don't know. His name? Yeah, McGinn spin. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, leave leave the proper name for it in the comment. It's bound to be something off FIFA, isn't there? It's bound yeah. to be some kind of new hipster way of describing it. Um, but yeah, it... I'll get my words out in a minute. I think McGinn, we've, we've probably cut him more slack because we know what we can, you know, cause it, it's weird, isn't it? We know what he's capable of, so we're kind of urging him to do it. And then when he hasn't been doing it, we get frustrated. But I think it is a mate, I think it's a case of him, him playing his way back in from such a yeah. kind of serious injury. And you know, if you're a goalkeeper and you come back from an injury like that, there's not going to be the same demands as there are if you John McGinn. You know, that's that's John McGinn's game, being this yeah. all like Duracell Bunny midfielder. Um so I love to see it. I'm 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 so delighted because Villa with McGinn in the team are a much better team. And even towards the end as well, I thought kind of having a different option off the bench in Jacob Ramsey, which okay, yeah. he didn't really have much. He didn't really get involved that much. What he did was was neat and tidy. But a fit, a fit John McGinn and another midfield option from the bench probably solved some of the issues that we were worrying about a couple of weeks ago when we were saying, do they need another, another central midfielder? I'm not saying that... that that Jacob Ramsey is now, you know, as saved thirty million quid by yeah. not starting another midfielder. But I think those little kind of that encouraging signs from 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 John McGinn will have will have really kind of um, got Dean Smith and Co excited. Well, yeah, because say if you sign another midfielder, Ruben Loftus Cheek and Ross Barkley are the two that been have been rumoured. Connor Harahan, then you would expect probably drops down to the bench and he's first choice midfielder off the bench and Jacob Ramsey is probably then second, isn't he? I'd rather Jacob Ramsey come on than Nakamba, wouldn't you? I suppose it's different positions in it a, a, a little bit and it's horses for courses, but if you've got a 19-year-old there who's the next big thing, get him playing, give him some minutes if he can afford to. We're 3 nil up against Fulham, why not bring him on? No, I agree. And, you know, it's probably a bit harsh on, on Nakamba because we, we probably 
give Ramsey a little bit more love and a little bit more credit because he yeah, has, has come through the ranks. But, um, you know, there was a time, wasn't there, where, where Nakamba and, and Douglas Louise were kind of much of a muchness and Louise has, has stepped up. Um, a bit like we were saying, I suppose, with the with the way that Trezeguet's stepped up. You've got to kind of, it's a squad game, isn't it? You've got to kind of justify yourself in yeah. that squad. And I think Villa are finally finding that in in most positions. I wouldn't say every position, but in, in most positions, there's now some direct competition. You know, you've got Matty Cash and Gilbert at, at, at right back. Um, I don't know, I suppose I'm, I was going to start reeling them off then and thinking, <laughs> is there much competition at Villa? <laughs> I don't know. Bjorn Engel seems to I've had the longest kind of mysterious injury layoff, and you know you probably would want a little bit more in depth than, than Courtney Hawes. Um, generally across the team, without me going through every position, generally yeah, yeah, it's a, bit, a bit more competitive because I, I could feel my, my argument trailing off. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a few comments coming through. The Maradona spin, apparently someone's calling it. Um, someone says you were both putting disrespect on this McGinn guy. I only know a McGinniester. Shit, fair, fair comment, <laughs> nice. Um, we don't want to get accused of being Gabby and Bonnet. Jake's ball is that thing his dad out of the in between us? Yeah, yeah, Neil's dad. That's it. It's Neil's dad. Yeah, sorry, as you were, carry on. <laughs> yeah, nice distraction there. Um, someone else just called it something good. I've missed it. Someone says, Shout out to your Hoover in the background. I don't think it's a Hoover. Is it, a, is it that stepladder? It is a Hoover, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Is oh, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a knacker, actually. I should have a Dawson, really. I'll have to have the boss for a pay rise. Um, <laughs> good, good spotting, though. Well done. I mean, yeah, it's mad, isn't it, that like we're here to chat about Villa, like with people say we get distracted, yet someone is like looking to see what that tiny little object is there on the side and worked out it's a Hoover. Nice. Well, I'm glad we're holding your attention anyway. That's <laughs> is it a Hoover or a vacuum where you come from? It's a vacuum, really, isn't it? Because Hoover's the brand, isn't it? Um, oh, is it? I always say Hoover. Is Hoover a brand? Yes, Hoover's a brand. Has it? Okay. All right. You learn something every day. Um, <laughs> oh, where, does, where is this podcast going? Um, there's somebody else I wanted to ask you about. Oh, Connor, Connor Harrahan, the delivery man. I'll put on uh, on Facebook. If he plays, he delivers something, a goal or an assist. The guy costs 1.5 million. John McGinn costs 3 million. Jack Grealish has come through the academy. It's not a bad outlay, is it, for that midfield? It's all right, and if you went down the catch and carry, put those in your boots, and then you know, then went to sell them in some kind of a shop, you'd, you'd, you'd do all right. Score with his right foot as well. Why yeah, you, and two fair decent finish. What'd you say? Sorry, are you left footed or right footed? No, I'm right footed. See, I'm left footed, and I'd, I'd have spooned that. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'd, have up, he'd, he'd have hit my heel and I'd have scuffed it. Oh, uh, People I played with last night could vouch for that. My right foot is just for standing. Us, let's be honest, if it was on your left foot, would you have spooned it? I'd have, I'd have broke the net with it, mate, to be honest. Okay. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I've, I've got no evidence to prove that uh, you're any good at football or not. So you scored like, Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you weren't great then, though, were you? I wasn't bad. I was just about twice as heavy as I am now. I yeah, what year was that? Was that 2017? Oh, it was for one of the kit launches, wasn't it? It's the, the Unibet kit. Is that the second year in the champ championship? Possibly. Tight yeah. fitting that was. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I've got the home one, but it's uh, I think it's extra large. It's uh, a little bit baggier these days. Um, so yeah, someone says it took us eight points to get six. No, it took us eight games, sorry, to get six points last season. Um, it was much of sounding like we're getting carried away. 
it is good to be ahead of schedule, isn't it, in terms of points? Because if 40 is still the aim, you've already got six. And yes, we're a game behind everybody, but a couple of teams have played three games and have got much less points than six. So we're in a decent position, aren't we, even though it is Liverpool next? Yeah, I, I sound like I think Villa can take on the world now, but even... I do feel a little bit like that. I feel a little bit giddy, to be honest. And not that I'm expecting us to finish even top 10, top 12, but we look, and again, it's only Fulham, but we look way better now. We look we look confident, and with a couple more additions, perhaps, um, I'm pretty confident of finishing 14th, 13th, or better. I don't think we'll, again, I'm at risk of making myself look stupid here, but I don't think we'll be involved in a relegation scrap this year. Is that is that too silly to say too early? Do you want to clip this out now and stick it in a folder on your desktop? Yeah, save it. Review in May 2021. What do people think? Do people think we'll still be in a relegation battle? I'm, I'm interested. What do you think? Do you think it will still be a struggle this season or will we be better than that? I'd take 16th if somebody offered it me now. Really? Yeah. Just, there's going to be times... I think there's, I think there's more potential in this squad though. Yeah, I think there is. I think, listen, Villa just need to see how far this early early momentum carries. I mean, it's a shame we're not playing somebody really crap um, at the weekend because... I think if Villa get points on the board and they can play with a bit more freedom and play the way that Dean Smith wants them to play, then I think we can kind of dream. We can look. I'm not saying top half the table. We can look for kind of 12 or 13. I think it's when you get a sticky run of results and you think, oh, you know, do Villa have to play in a more inhibited way and yeah. more guarded and a little bit more cautious? You know, that's when you, you start kind of playing scared football. Um, but the... There's, there's no reason why. What did you what did you tip Villa for at the start of the season? Fifteenth, uh, I think, and I'm already thinking that was a bit too apprehensive. <laughs> so young and excitable, aren't you? <laughs> Mate, last last week everyone's going, "Oh, this guy's too negative." We just beat Sheffield United, it'd be happy, and now I'm sitting here, sitting here, sitting here, going the other way, and now I'm too positive. I'm glad that we've kind of fallen back into our natural position, really. Me, the grumpy old man, and you, the kind of bright-eyed, uh, excitable young man. Well, let's read some of these comments out, then. We've got Phil Collins says mid-table. Pierre Blair Gerard O'Dowd, which is a cracking name, by the way. If that's real, that is an excellent Good name. Says 14th. Carl McClatchy. Oh, I'm butchering these. Says 12th. <laughs> Nick Scott says, agree, 10th to 15th. We look so much better. Um, Paul Arnold says, no, we'll be mid-table, boring end of the season. Lovely. I'd absolutely take that. Uh, Jim Lane thinks mid-table, no problem. Um, Nathan, 14th, will still struggle. I don't think 14th would be considered a struggle unless it was we were struggling all the way down the bottom and then only got to 14th on like the final day or something. Uh, Paul Brooks, 11th or 12th, will be a great season. I think we're capable of it. Keep up the momentum and it's very possible. Um, someone's just said 8th then, but it's quickly scrolled past. Where were you? Who just said eighth? Um, Chris says, DNI's his players now. A couple more in top 10. Uh, oh, here's, here it is. Paul says, no way. I think eighth, guys. I may be mad. With four more signings, we can give a lot of team shocks. Four more signings might be uh, as a bit optimistic as eighth, but. Eighth? Is, um, is the one <laughs> on your keyboard sticking? <laughs> oh, it's great, though, isn't it? After, after kind of. <laughs> Like if, if we get battered by Liverpool, everyone are going, oh, tough season we're in for here. <laughs> you got to take what you can get. Yeah, but you won't. You'll be, you'll be, oh, we better concede the title now. That's what you'll be like. <laughs> Mate, I think that should start uh, etching the A on the Premier League title already for us, to be honest. Get it get it on there. This is the year. 
What, the kazoo, eh? It looks like a cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's have a look at the next couple of games. I want to get, I just want to wrap up because we're approaching half an hour. Um, the next few fixtures. Can we see that on screen? Yes, we can. So, Stoke City in the League Cup, uh, round of 16 on Thursday. First of all, how do you think we'll get through that? Are we looking at a cup quarter final? Can I just say, how fast is this competition? When's the final being played? October? Yeah, I said this the other day. When I was hosting one of our Facebook lives with one of the other clubs, we were talking about, oh, we're only one... um, one fixture away from the quarterfinal. It's mad that you're talking about the quarterfinal of a cup game in September. Like, that's back end of season stuff usually, but apparently the quarterfinal doesn't get played till like December or something. So we've squeezed in the first few rounds and then the quarterfinal, the gap between round of 16 and quarterfinal is like two and a half months or something, apparently. So I don't know why they've done that, but hey-ho. I think, yeah, I think should... Um, should beat Stoke, basically. Yeah. And that'll be five wins in a row, and then you go to then Liverpool come to town on TV, and then what happens there? You've won five in a row. You never know, do you? <laughs> yeah, well, it's awkward timing that Liverpool one because my my, my five side takes place now at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. So, oh really? What we might have to do is bring it an hour early to Blackheath Goals. What Villa Liverpool? Then, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> So, having, having lost so much weight, I'm loath to give up side this weekend. Um, what we're saying, Villa... At, uh, forget those bottom four. Let's not look at eight games in advance. Look at Stoke City, Liverpool, Leicester and Leeds. How many wins are we looking at there out of those four games, do you think? And again, comment section, what do you think? Would you want to leave the Stoke one to one side and talk about Prem or... Go on then, yeah. Go go the four Prem games then. Everyone thinks we'll beat Stoke. Forget that. Liverpool, Leicester, Leeds, Southampton. Four games there. How many points are we looking at? End of October, that takes us to... You'd probably take four from it, wouldn't you? Really? Only four? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Really? Silly me me thinking that we're going to beat the champions, then we're going to beat the league leaders who who whacked Man City for five. I think Um, you can beat Leicester and uh, Leeds and Southampton there. I haven't gone as far as Southampton, so I was looking at the next three. Next four, I said. The next four. Yeah. All right, then, 12. <laughs> <laughs> so you always you always have to go too far, don't you? Stone, stoned villain. Stoned villain. Can't believe I just read that out. Uh, this is a problem we're doing it live. It says 10. Uh, Jake says 2. Neil's dad there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're now called Neil. He's done, if he was born in 2005, by the way, that's so young. Uh, Alex Barrow says 2 or 3. Mark Kuzner says 6. Uh, Craig Taylor Broad says two or three. Ian Freeman seven. Ian, I like it. That's more like it. Uh, Joanne Spear says five. I remember Joanne Spear from the last live stream. She said about dulling the blaze, didn't she? For Sheffield United because her name was Spear and it was along like the sword theme. So thanks for tuning in again, Joanne. <laughs> Paul Arnold says four. I felt like Alan Partridge then on radio. Gary John David Eaton, another great name. Is this, is that two people? two people sharing an account <laughs> four <laughs> games four points uh, Richard Bartlett says t- 12 points easy um, oh, loads of loads of comments thank you very much for tuning in there's 500 people watching my word oh, mate. sorry about this um, <laughs> <laughs> Pete Tandy says seven um, <laughs> flubber dubber rub rub <laughs> says they take four points from the next three um, what a name that is flubber dubber rub dub flubber dubber rub dub it sounds like a medical condition. <laughs> Lewis Bradley says five. Richard says eight. Yes, there's a mixed bag it's between five and eight, uh, most people seem to be saying, or two or three. So there's either 
fairly negative going two or three or maybe too optimistic and saying seven or eight. Um, there isn't really much yeah, on the ground, is there, with Villa? Villa Win two, lose two. I don't know which two. Uh, yeah, lose against Liverpool and Leicester, beat uh, Leeds and Southampton on paper. You would look at and say that's probably probably fair. Um, all, all those games are a week apart now as well. No, no midweek games in there. In, is there an excuse me? Is there an international break as well after Liverpool? Yeah, got a two week break after um, after the Liverpool game. So I oh, um, just think if you sneak something into Liverpool and then you got a break and then you come back confident. Do something against Leicester, then you got Leeds, Southampton, Brighton, West Ham. We'll be looking at Champions League before we know it. Imagine if you beat if you beat <laughs> Liverpool, I might just kind of have the league table printed off and put it as a big, you know, where my wedding picture sits above the mantelpiece. I might just move that down and put the league table above it instead. Um, King eighty one says Dan's gone crazy. One win suddenly thinks we're beating Leicester and Southampton. Why not? Why not? If you don't believe that Villa are going to win games when we've just won two in a row, two games into a season, you've got to have some optimism, surely. I'm not saying we will go and do that, but on paper, I didn't say Leicester either, I said Leeds. Um, King 81. Uh, Flobber Rob Dob 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 says, my real name is Rob and I'm from Howzo in. Flobber Dobber Rob Dob is just better. Howzo Massive in the chat. Thank you very much for tuning in. Massive. What's your local local? Um, booze of choice. Um, Meet you there at five to ten. <laughs> Good question. Um, I think that's probably uh, probably the end of it tonight. People are saying Liverpool look good tonight, which I mean, shock horror. Premier League champions look good in game. Um, but yeah, good night. Happy with that. So, what's next? Did you want to give a plug to James Rushton's new kind of? Um, yeah, I can do extra. Go on, you you know more about it than me. I mean, you literally know nothing about it, do you? That's just why you've handed it over to me. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit of housekeeping then. There's, there's, there's 400 people still here. People might be tuning in here on Facebook for the very first time and don't know who we are. Uh, we host the Claret and Blue podcast on all good podcast providers and bad ones too. Um, just search for Claret and Blue. Our logo is this side. It's up there somewhere on screen. Up oh, this way. There it is. That's what it looks like. Um Yes, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Acast, iTunes, all the usual places. So uh, you can find us once a week chatting about all things Aston Villa immediately after games like we're doing now. Um, So if you're only finding us on Facebook, we also have a YouTube channel. Um, And we're also introducing a secondary show called AVFC Extra, which is a more in-depth, serious, non-waffle, non-food jacket, hair, uh, hair, Dyson-related podcast where um, we'll do be doing a bit more analysis, a bit more thought. Uh, me and James have recorded the first episode that is out on Wednesday, the thirtieth of September, uh, which is kind of an introduction to what football stats even are, just to get us off the ground because I know a lot of people don't know what things are. Do you know what XG is, Matt? XG, I know what double XL is. Expected <laughs> goals, go. isn't it? Expected goals, mate. Yes, exactly. That's the easy one. Um, but yeah, we've covered, there's a 40-minute podcast coming on Wednesday and then every Wednesday for the foreseeable future. So we've got a couple of podcasts out a week um, and any extra stuff we can throw in if we can get any players and, and ex, uh, ex-players, sorry, uh, like we did in lockdown, like someone just mentioned in the comments, that'd be great. Uh, I've got in contact with a little sneak preview here for the 300 people of, uh, the 100 people have dropped off since we've just started waffling. For the 350 people that have just stayed, uh, we've had a word with Tony Daly about getting him on the podcast and talking about like sports science and, and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, two podcasts a week. 
thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks for all your support. We do appreciate it. I can't believe there's only almost 500 people watching us on a Monday night. Um, but yeah, enjoyed that. It's good fun. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa. Up the villa.